1: Hey guys, welcome back to Combos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today we're talking to Amber Scholes, who is going to be a junior in high school. She's known on Instagram as Amber Runs and she has a great platform where she kind of shares her journey with running and just overall lifestyle and love for the sport. And yeah, she's a great influence on the younger generation and I thought it'd be fun to have her on the podcast. I think we share a lot of similarities in like our growing up as runners. So, yeah, especially if you're a younger runner, please enjoy this episode and yeah, here we go. We are live. All right, Amber, welcome to the podcast. Um, do you want to get? Do you want to give a little rundown about yourself? Like, tell us a little bit about who you are.
2: Yeah, so um, I'm Amber Scholes, obviously, aka um, Amber Runs. I'm on Instagram and I'm also on YouTube. I have been running pretty much my entire life. Well, actually as soon as I could walk, my mom put me in a race because she's a marathoner and she's always done running. So yeah. Um, but I also did soccer and basketball, but you know, basketball didn't work out too well. I like went the wrong way on the court and yeah, running, running was definitely my forte. So I always stuck to that. And I started running competitively when I was around eight or nine. And ever since then, I've really just, focused a lot on running cause it just brings me so much, um, joy and I just love it so, so much. And, um, I started my, um, it's, it was actually random stuff at first, like random food and pictures of like trees and just like really just stupid stuff. And then it eventually turned into my running account. And as it progressed, it just kind of turned more and more into, um, an inspirational account running and just kind of like my whole life in general. And then I branched off onto YouTube and started making YouTube videos. And that's so much fun because you can just kind of share like more of your life and do um, running vlogs and race. Racing vlogs are so much fun. I've only done a few, but they're really fun to do. And my, like I said earlier, my mom is a runner. She's done, I want to say like 40 marathons or so, like Uh, 10 or 11 Boston uh, marathons and just Berlin like she's she's done crazy stuff and my dad is a bodybuilder and yeah.
1: (laughs) Wow so you're still pretty young you said that your mom put you into races when you were super young how how old were you like what was your first race?
2: Um, As soon as I could walk, my mom threw a bib on me and made me go.
1: (laughs) Like, do you remember how long, what the distance was of the race?
2: We would do like, I don't know if you've ever heard of track shack, but it's like a big thing over here and they do like a ton of different races and they do like little kids races. So it'll be like 50 meters, 100 meters, you know, and the kids will just like (laughs) run it or depending on how old they are. But it's so, it's so cute to watch because they're just like little tiny people just sprinting. (laughs) It's so funny. Yeah. My goodness. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. 50 meters. (laughs) (laughs) we had a kind of like a similar race we had the junior carlsbad which had different races but i don't i don't know what like the youngest people were running i think it was a little bit more than 50 meters but that's really funny
2: yeah um the amber sprinting then can probably like sprint 50 meters faster than i can now like (laughs) i am (laughs) longest distance. 100 (laughs) percent
1: Yeah. And when did you first kind of realize that you wanted to pursue running as like your full-time sport or when did you find the love for the sport?
2: Honestly, I can't remember a time where I wasn't running, but I think really when it hit me like, oh wow, like I can do something like with running is probably when I was in like eighth grade um, middle school state championships. I had literally dropped off so much time off my PR and it was just kind of like a crazy realization that like I can be in the top because I always kind of just like put myself down um, in a way like, Oh, like you can't. You're not. You're not as good as them. Like you can't be as good as them. And ever since then, I've always been like, no. Like you, you can be as good as them if you work hard enough and if you put in the work. And yeah, like literally before that race, I was bawling my eyes. I was like, mom, I, I just, I can't do it. Like they're all faster than me. And I ended up getting um, second place by zero point zero (laughs) one (laughs) seconds. (laughs) And yeah, but it was still, it was a big eye opener because. I was just like, wow, like I, I can be fast.
1: <laughs> yeah. You kind of got the taste of success right there. You can exactly, say
2: exactly.
1: Why were you crying before the race? Cause I find that a lot of people, especially when they're younger tend to do that. That's yeah. not something that I ever did. I don't know. I don't think I just got very nervous, but I know a lot of people do struggle with like pre-race anxiety. Oh, yeah. What do you think was causing you to like have those nerves or to the point of tears before the race?
2: Yeah, so I literally struggled with pre-race anxiety so bad. Not anymore because I've changed my mindset. But my mindset was really directed like, if I don't do good, like that's going to be so disappointing, and it's just going to suck. Like I, I just I can't do it. Like I literally just set myself up for failure before the race even started. So um, now my mindset has really shifted to just like go out there, give it your all, do your best. Whatever the outcome is, like that's what's supposed to happen um that day and if it's a bad race like just learn learn from it and do better next time like I just had to change my mindset a lot my mindset was definitely just like yeah you're gonna do bad like you might as well just be nervous
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and I know I know a lot of people struggle with that and it goes far beyond like high school too like in college uh, my teammate my old teammate Stephen and I on the last podcast were talking about kind of like the mental blocks that you have in running but what are some ways that you, like, have overcome that? How how have you overcome, like, just negative thoughts, like, whether that be in a race or before, or even, like, if you have a bad race, getting over it?
2: Yeah, so um, I've had quite a few uh, bad races, as we all have. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think really just focusing on, like, this race, like, whatever race you're doing, it's it's not life or death. Like, if you do bad, it's it's really okay. Like, there's going to be more races in the future. Like, you don't have to be at your best every single race, every single workout, because, like, the worst races, the worst workouts, that's what's going to make you stronger and make you learn the lessons and actually be, like, thankful for the good races, be thankful for the good workouts and stuff like that. And I really think just focusing on the bigger picture, not just focusing on that one run, that one race, that one workout, like that has really, really helped me. And just kind of keeping my goals in mind, just like what I want to accomplish throughout the season, throughout my whole entire running career. And just knowing that, you know, this one race or workout does not define who I am.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's a good mindset to have, because it makes you like you said everyone has bad days but it mm-hmm. makes the good days taste even sweeter. That's yes. so corny, but it's it is really true. <laughs> it's
2: so true though. Yeah. So true.
1: Um kind of speaking on goals, I feel like when I was your age, like I feel like I relate a lot to you just in the fact that we were both brought up um running and like running competitively.
2: Yeah.
1: And I feel like when I was at your age, I felt like the world was my oyster. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, I was just relishing in the moment, taking every race as they come, Um, and I just feel like I had so many goals, so I'm really curious to know, um, you're going into your junior year of high school, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm just curious to know, like, what are some things that you want to accomplish over the next few years with running, or even beyond the next few years?
2: Okay, so yeah, I have a lot of goals. Um, I think my main thing is just focusing on being, like, healthiest, happiest, strongest runner that I can be, but also focusing on... Um, longevity in the sport. um, Because, you know, that's like, I feel like that's a topic that's not really talked about a lot. And you've started talking about that a lot, which I love, because that's something that like, I feel like the past few years back of me, I did not focus on longevity at all. But my focus has really turned on longevity. um, And that's like my main goal right now throughout high school is just longevity, but still getting you know fast and doing my best and working as hard as i can but also making sure i'm not overworking myself to the point of where like i'm going to burn myself out before i even get to college because that is the last thing i want to do because i do want to run after college and i have plans on running after college i'd love to run pro um my goal ever since i was little was to go to the olympics so <laughs> that too
1: yes of course that's yeah. every, every person's every person's dream and that's a great goal yeah. to have So kind of speaking on longevity, I know that you've been dealing with an injury. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about uh, what you're struggling with right now in terms of that or like your mindset um, when you were diagnosed?
2: Yeah. So honestly, this kind of sounds crazy, but I'm kind of thankful in a way that it happened because it really made me take a step back and just kind of – rethink how I was doing things. And now that I'm a much wiser person than I was when I was training um, way too much and not taking my easy runs easy, I was definitely not feeling myself enough. And all of that adds up. And um, when it happened, well, a few weeks after, because my body lasted a few weeks, but that's about it. (laughs) I started increasing my mileage more because I've always been kind of a low mileage um, person, so I increased it about ten miles, and I also went from four days a week of running to six days a week of running. And I think I did it way too fast. Well, not think. I know I did it way too fast, and I did not let my body adjust to the increase um, like I should have. And it just it added up, and I got a stress reaction, and I was out for thankfully just three weeks. That I wasn't a stress fracture. I stopped soon enough on it when I felt it and my mom was immediately like okay we're taking you to the doctor we're gonna make sure this isn't anything serious just in case and it was I had to take three weeks off and I just focused on doing strength training I did biking but I also just like honestly let my body recover other than like strength training because you know I got to do something to keep me sane (laughs) while I was having (laughs) to rest having to rest a ton um but, yeah, it's definitely just changed my mindset to um, listening to my body and taking care of it <laughs> like I was.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone deals with injuries. I feel like everyone kind of pushes themselves to the point where, yes. <laughs> you know, maybe they get diagnosed with an injury and then they look back like, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. But, like, you don't really yeah. know until you do it. You don't really know your limit until you push it.
2: Exactly. Um,
1: <laughs> but – I think it does teach you a lot about like what your limits are and yeah. it's definitely something that like you will overcome. I mean, you have to, it's, it's all temporary. about patience. Yeah. yeah. It's very temporary. You will get through it. And I think, um, this being your, this was your first stress, um, injury, right?
2: Yeah. It was honestly like my first ever injury. I've really never yeah. been injured.
1: Yeah. So especially with it being a stress injury, like you, really did the right thing and that was getting off of it immediately yeah. once you realize what it was because I know a lot, a lot, a lot of people, especially with their first injuries, like they just kind of I don't know, just run say, I'm it. gonna run through it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's I like it halfway through my workout, but I was like, All right, coach, I cannot do any more <laughs> Yeah. And
1: like not pushing it is really the key to recovering from the yeah. injury. Because so many people make the mistake of running through the injury and then just having it get worse. Or, like, I've seen countless of my teammates just, you know, run three days, then take off three days. Run three days, take off three days. Like, you – that's just not – this is not the way to recover from injury. So, I think – I don't know. It shows your maturity, I guess, in, like, dealing with injuries. It takes a lot of self-restraint to – pull yourself back, even though you don't want to, um, just to like focus on getting healthier.
2: My mom had two stress fractures in I don't even remember. It was like a big muscle in her leg, but I don't remember which one it was. And she didn't know she had two stress fractures. So she was doing, she ran for the university of central Florida. Um, and so she would run, do pool workouts all week. And then once it came Saturday race day, she would race and she would do really, really well, like be the one at the top on the team. So she wasn't running at all until the race day because it was hurting so bad. But yeah. she never went to the doctor and then she finally went to the doctor and they're like, Oh yeah, you got two stress fractures.
1: <laughs> the amount of times I've seen that, that sounds so bad, but <laughs> it's
2: so you terrible.
1: See, yeah, no, you see it a lot though, because people want to be able to compete, but it's it's just not healthy. And especially long term, like <laughs> especially when you're dealing with a stress injury, like running on it is not it's not gonna get any better if it's you continue running like you you have to take the full-on break. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate, just, but... <laughs> yeah, it just ends up getting worse if you don't do that. So, exactly. You know, everyone learns in their own way. I'm yep. no one to judge, but if I can give one piece of advice to the people listening, it's to once you feel that you're getting injured, take time off. It's better yeah. than running through it. Uh, from someone that's been injured a lot herself, especially growing in high school, uh, take time off. It's <laughs>
2: <laughs> Definitely.
1: Yeah. You said that like you have dealt with a lot of comparison over the years. Um, yes. I can't even imagine what it's like right now being in high school, like growing up with this amount of social media, because for mm-hmm. me in high school, Instagram was just getting started. You know, I was getting 10 likes on a photo. I had like 100 <laughs> followers Yeah, and it was, it was all my friends. It was all the people I knew and yeah. people weren't posting their workouts. People weren't, you didn't have these so-called influencers or anything. So I can't even yeah. imagine what it's like for like your generation. Um, <laughs> how how do you think like social media affects you? And with you being like one of the people that people look towards, do you see yeah. it as a piece of motivation for you? Or is it something that, you know, stresses you out at times? Like, yeah. what what are your thoughts on social media and running?
2: So there has been ups and downs, honestly, with social media. I mean, even just like a year and a half ago, I only had like half of the followers that I have now. So it's really like grown a lot. And I feel like where I am now is a lot better space for like being an influencer or whatever you want to call it. Um, But I think really in the past, it affected me positively, definitely, because I feel like so many people that I have um, became friends with on social media have helped me so, so much. Like I have no idea where I would be without half of the people that I have met on um, social media and just their influence on me and being able to ask questions and things like that for people who have been through similar experiences that I have or, or as like competitive as I am in running and stuff. So it's a really good space for making friends and making connections and just on like lifelong friends, like they're people that I will know for the rest of my life. And that's really good to have because sometimes when like you're just at school or just like in life in general, sometimes it's hard to find people that really, really connect with you and like on different levels that like, you know, people, people can't connect with you on. So that's so great about social media. And it's definitely helped, helped me a lot with, you know, mental health and physical health or whatever. But, you know, it has definitely been a stressor at times feeling sometimes like uninspired and feeling you like you have to post. But I've gotten a lot better at that because I feel like I'm just always have thoughts in my head <laughs> to be able to write posts and things like that. But definitely with the comparing thing. Um. I'm definitely at a point now where I can see past, like, what others are doing and really focus on my path and, like, where I'm going in life and just knowing that everybody goes at their own pace. Like, I used to constantly compare my times, constantly compare what I looked like to other girls on social media, and that was extremely unhealthy. And as I've started to just kind of realize that, like, literally every, every single person is different. You don't have to be running the exact same times as someone is on that day because, you know, they could be doing a hard run. You could be doing an easy run or maybe they felt really bad on that. And you felt really good. Like there's just so much you don't know on social media. And I think that's what really affected me because I didn't realize like, you know, what I'm seeing isn't the whole story.
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I feel like, I don't know, once you grasp that, like, social media becomes a lot less daunting place. But it's also yes. hard when you're going on it every day, you're seeing these people with so-called perfect lives or exactly. having these <laughs> perfect, perfect workouts, whatever, listing their splits. Like, you don't see the other days. Who knows what they're doing? Like
2: Yeah, and you don't see, like, what the other part of the day. <laughs> exactly,
1: yeah, that, that either. And you don't see – yeah, you just don't see what their lifestyle is like. You don't see their bad workouts.
2: Yeah. So,
1: I feel like once you realize that it's not the whole picture, I don't know, it just becomes a more enjoyable place. Yeah, to... and I,
2: I think as I've become more of an influencer too, like I've realized that because I notice, like, let's say I take a picture, I'm like, oh no, that picture doesn't look good, let me post the good one. I'm like, we other influencers are doing this too. The ones I'm comparing myself, so- my bad photo to, like it just, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. <laughs> It's a <Exactly>. cycle.
1: <laughs> and it is weird to be on on the other side, like realizing that, Like, whatever you're doing, um, posting on social media, other people are probably doing the exact same thing, like you said. Yeah,
2: exactly. So,
1: that's just, it's just weird to even even think about that. I don't know.
2: How
1: have you been dealing, this is completely a different subject, but (laughs) how have you been dealing with, like, all the cancellations due to the coronavirus? Because I know that hit a lot of people hard if you're, like, in the middle of your track season, all of a sudden, everything gets canceled. People put in months and months and years of training for the season so yeah. how have you been dealing with it
2: well I had solid two um, track meets so you know it, it was great the two I had were they were great they were good so <laughs> um you know I got those two so I technically had a 2020 season you know I'll, I'll count it but honestly I'm again so thankful that it happened in a way like for my body just to kind of be able to rest and take this time because I have plans to run my whole entire life. So I changed my mindset from really upset, disappointed, and just like overall, like what am I going to do with myself? Because I'm always running. I'm always training. What am I going to be going for? So I changed my um, like my mindset just to, okay, Amber, you're going to get strong. You're going to get ready for this next season. You're going to be mentally so much better in a place now that you're going to have this time off and just kind of like focus – on yourself, um I focused on fueling myself properly, which I've struggled with a lot in the past, and you know, just getting stronger and focusing on my goals of the future in longevity instead of just right then in the moment, which I used to always do.
1: Yeah, exactly. And have you gotten any updates about what the cross country season is gonna look like for you?
2: Um, we're allowed to start training as a team together um in July. Like um, according to our, I don't know what it's called, public school systems or something. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, that'll that'll be interesting. I'm really curious yeah, to see how everything how pans out. Um, I don't even
2: know how our school year is going to be either. It's going to be strange and. Yeah, funny.
1: exactly. Like I know a lot of um, at least the universities aren't even going back to campus, so I don't know how that's going to affect the high school. Yeah, I mean, I'm I sure know. it'll all trickle down and it'll all be the same.
2: <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, honestly, they, I wouldn't be surprised if they had us do like online school more. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I, I feel like that will definitely be happening, especially with all the spikes going on right now.
2: Yeah. Cause uh. I live in Florida too. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a hot spot. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely is. How is living in Florida? I've never been there and I'm curious to know. Like, the only things I see is like, the crazy side of Florida (laughs) (laughs) on the internet.
2: Apparently people think Florida is crazy. Like from what I've heard, everybody I've talked to is like, yeah, Florida is crazy. I'm like, okay. But I mean, it honestly is though, but I'm just so used to living here. Um, I absolutely love Florida so much. Um, I've been all over like the country and um, other places too. But um, Florida is just, it's hot. Like it's really hot and humid. As you probably already know, um, I practice at three in the afternoon and the feel like temperature has is like 106, you know, like it's really hot, but it's Man. not, okay, it's so bad. It's not, and it's not like a, a California dry heat. It's no, humid. there's been multiple practices where like, I'm just like, I, I just, I have to stop. Like, I literally feel like I'm going to pass out because of how hot it is. So the tan lines are really bad in Florida because, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. It's so hot. But I love it because I only live, like, 30 minutes from the beach. And it's it's just – it's super nice because I could just, like, go to the beach whenever I want. And then – but it's, just, it's just hot. It's hot. It's really hot.
1: Yeah. That's that's basically what um, I can take away from your post is that you like to go to the beach. and Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it gets really hot
2: there. In the woods here, um, there's always creatures everywhere.
1: Oh, yeah. I saw that your dog was, like, chasing <laughs> alligators or something. See, this is, like, such a thing that only happens in Florida. Like, this does not happen anywhere else.
2: Yeah, like, he's caught in water moccasins. He, oh, my gosh, he's crazy. He's been gone for, like, 30 minutes chasing animals, and he just eventually comes back. And I'm, like, in the middle of the woods, like, just, you know, by myself near a river, off the trails. Like, I mean, I, I kind of just do crazy stuff. <laughs> but yeah. you know, Scoop is usually there with me until he leaves for like thirty minutes. So,
0: mm, I yeah. See.
1: What is the running culture like in Florida? Like, is are do a lot of people run? Oh yeah, a lot of. Or is your team big? I don't know anything yes. really about that side of the country. <laughs>
2: Dude, running here is huge. Like, it's really big because we have. So many races here, and, like, thousands and thousands of people come to them. Like, even just 5Ks, because we have Track Shack, like I was saying. Um And that's, like, a really big running uh, thingy bopper, I guess. I don't really know what it is, but, yeah. It's, like, a, a – it's a store, but then they also have, like, teams, and then they do races. We literally have a race, like, every single month um, of the year, and it's, like, a whole series – and for high school running, yeah, like, our teams are really big, especially, like, track and field. Like, our track and field team, oh, my goodness, it's huge. And even cross country, we have a lot of girls um, and guys, obviously. Yeah, it's a really big team.
1: Nice. Well, that must be fun. Yeah. Um, having We're a big all team. really
2: into it, too, like, because I know oh, some teams will nice. only have, like, two people or, like, a few people. And, that like, I could never imagine that. That would suck so much. Because, like, I talk to my team all the time. We're like, okay, make sure we're training. Make sure we're doing this. Make sure we're meeting up. Like, I'll go and do um, long runs with the – well, not right now. Long runs with the guys and stuff. It's, it's, like, it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine, like, being a high schooler and not having a team to train with because that's basically what kept me going every day yes. <laughs> is having my team. So I – I really give props to the people that can train without one because that's a whole new level of mental toughness.
2: Yes, Literally just, you know, pushing yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and, the
1: yeah. And like all the bonds that you form with your friends in high school, it's something oh like God, you so will bad. never have, a, never like experience again, even in college, like the bonds you make in high school are a lot different, I think. So. Yeah. I hope that you're cherishing these moments, yeah. especially during this crazy time. Just like, I don't know, living it up with your teammates. Obviously not at the moment, but, you know, yeah. looking back on all the good old memories during yeah. the quarantine.
2: <laughs> the great memories, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. So what, what do you do for fun outside of running? How do you, What's your little escape from the running world?
2: Yeah, so um, I obviously like working out um, and getting swole, but you know that has to do with fitness. But outside of that, um, I love hiking. Like I was saying earlier, um, my whole family—we're just really active. We're always just you know on the go. So me and Scooby, we like to go on adventures in the woods. When my foot is better, I'll be doing a lot more of that. Like right now, I can't really do all the crazy stuff that I'm usually doing. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to when I can do that again. And obviously the beach and just like hanging out with friends, cooking, obviously. I'm like kind of foodie, kind of not, because I'm still not the best at making my food look pretty, but I'm working on it. Um, I would say
1: you're pretty good at it. I mean, I think your food looks appetizing. So Yeah,
2: I'm like a C or a B, like compared to you and like a lot of the other people. <laughs> <laughs> I know,
1: you're definitely, you're definitely up there. Don't you have a food page too?
2: yeah but I stopped doing it because it was just it was too much work
1: I oh I mean I completely understand it yeah. I feel like people like don't really realize how much work it actually
2: is it's a lot of work because I would rather just like make the food and then just eat it or, like take a really fast picture and then just eat it instead of yeah. like having to like make it look really pretty
1: yeah no I completely understand and yeah. I mean you're already you're already doing so much work on your other social media platforms, yes. so it makes sense for you not wanting to, t- <laughs> to add yeah. another one especially yeah. when you're like I don't know full time training and in school and stuff so
2: Yes it's definitely hard especially since I've started working out a lot more too it just you know I don't really have that <laughs> extra energy to spend on that
1: Yeah yeah exactly Um speaking of working out how is how is getting swole? I know that's something yeah. that you started implementing
2: Yes. Getting swole. Honestly, like I'm not going to lie. I love working out just as much as I love running, like maybe just slightly less because you know, running is the main thing, but I literally love working out so much. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's literally so much fun. I feel like if I could never run again, I would just do the gym like all the time, maybe a swim or two, but I would really, I would work out a lot. <laughs> Finally yeah, my bench up too. I don't know. It's just, it's so much fun.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. What so is your bench press the favorite the favorite lift in the gym?
2: Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, it's so much fun. It's <laughs> so much fun. It's so funny because like I'll be there with my dad or whatever and you know, he's like muscle man. So every it's so funny because there's like, you know, big Holt guys all around me and I'm like there on the bench press doing my bench and all of them are looking at me, and my dad's like, "Yeah, amber, that's a new PR." And then everybody looks at me, and they're like, "Yeah, you get it. Like go amber. like it's just it's so much fun because everybody like knows me in the gym it's 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 the best
1: that is that is I don't think I've ever heard of a distance runner saying the bench press is their favorite lift." <laughs> i've literally never heard of that in my life
2: it's so much fun
1: (laughs) that's nice though that you have your dad um to help you out because i feel like for runners like getting to the gym can be so intimidating even for me now like i've been lifting i mean not consistently since i left college but like even in college i had no idea what i was doing yeah and the best person I could go to was YouTube so and but it's nice to have your dad um help you
2: he has helped me so much like through just like everything and he's kind of he's also like helped me like realize that like running is not my identity he tells me that all the time he's like okay Amber yeah but running is not your identity like you're much more than that he always has to remind me that I'm like yes but dad I have a lot of goals okay
1: (laughs) it is it is though like good to be reminded that yes. It's not always because I know people can get wrapped up to, into it. I know like in the past, I definitely have too, mm-hmm. um, And it can be hard to like when you're dedicating your whole life to your sport, it can be hard to find any time to find interest in anything else. Oh my so God. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good to have like a parent continuously remind you of that or just yes. like kind of push you out of your comfort zone.
2: Yes, and I need that a lot because I definitely still get wrapped up a lot and like, "Nope, just I'm training. No, I need to rest, guys. I can't do that." <laughs> I do that yeah. a lot. Trying to yeah. not do that as much anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, why did you start getting in the gym? Just to kind of like branch out or because you got injured? Like what was the what was the yeah. cause?
2: So, obviously, if you follow my Instagram, you know I've struggled with an eating disorder in the past and I've struggled a lot with fueling. And so, I've always been told I was very thin and like skinny and I was just, I was kind of, I was just sick of being told I was kind of like weak. So I think my main motivation was just like, okay, well, I want to get stronger and I want to like, I want to be strong. I don't want to be like weak anymore, if that makes sense. And I just wanted to be stronger for running and be able to um, just have more speed, you know, be faster in the mile and just like stuff like that. I just wanted to be strong.
1: Yeah. I mean, that is, that completely makes sense. And I yeah. feel like a lot of people, I mean, I'm sure, you know, like a lot of people just think that skinny is better for running because it's, yeah. I don't know, that's just a misconception that, stereotype. yeah, uh, yeah it's just a stereotype. Like you look <laughs> at people and they're like, oh, they're skinny. They must like. I don't know, the skinny you are, the better you are running. But that is not true at all. It's it's really about, like, yeah, how strong you are. And I'm not saying, like, everyone needs to go lift and, like, do all these crazy things. But I think people underestimate, like, fueling your body correctly. And, um, yeah, like, putting on muscle isn't necessary. It's not necessarily a bad thing, so.
2: I was going to say, nobody, like, gets anywhere from under-fueling. You're going to get places from taking care of your body, fueling yourself, and working hard, not, you know, neglecting your body. And I think that took me a long time to realize.
1: Exactly. Like, restricting yourself, like you said, is not going to get you anywhere. It's going to get you injured is what yes. it is going to. <laughs> yeah. So, I think, like, just – kind of realizing that food really is fuel like you are repairing your muscles with the things that you put into your body yes and kind of like realizing that I feel like has a really big impact not only on like the amount you eat but on what you eat because you really are what you eat and I think especially for me in college like that's something I realized just by making my diet a little more healthy Mm -hmm. is I like realized that (laughs) this this food like this sweet potato is refueling my muscles as opposed to like
2: so good
1: yeah exactly and the the more like healthy that you eat the better the food tastes I find
2: I've definitely realized that too
1: (laughs) yeah so if you like find yourself struggling to eat healthier just kind of like find the healthy foods that you do like and try to replace those into your diet, as opposed to like I don't know a bunch of processed foods. Yeah, and you don't you don't have to be perfect. It's not like you have to cut like everything out of your diet. Just just kind of making like substitutions for the foods that you like.
2: Yeah, and balanced as in yeah. everything. In yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all about balance. Yeah. Um, I don't know, kind of like bouncing off of that. What what have been your biggest lows in running, and what has been your biggest high in running?
2: Biggest low, huh? I'll start with biggest high. My okay. biggest, yeah, we'll start with positive, positive first. So, okay. <laughs> my biggest, my biggest high would probably be um, my freshman year in tr- like track season. I well. We could do physical side and we could do mental side. My best physical side like running wise, I would say um, my freshman year I did a 10 43 in the 2 wait, 3200. I always get 3200 and 2 mile mixed up. 3200 Basically the same thing. I mean yeah, it's it's pretty close. At state I got third place as a freshman so that was really exciting for me and that was another moment where I was like, wow, okay, like um, I I can be good, you know? Yeah. And then I later went on that year to the Junior Olympics in California, and I did the 3,000 meter. So weird. They should just, like, have it all the same. It's kind of (laughs) annoying.
1: Honestly, I know. I don't... I feel like it'll change in the future, but for now, we're stuck in our ways.
2: Stuck with the weird stuff. Um, But I did a 10-12, and I also came in third place, and I got an All-American title, and... Um, Oh, and backtracking to eighth grade, I also went to the Junior Olympics, and it was kind of like one of my breakthrough races again. I did the 1500 meter, um, and I got like a 446. I was like 13, I want to say, and I got seventh place, and I made it to finals. I was literally so excited because the year before, I did not make it to finals. So the next year, I made it to finals, and I ended up meddling and All-American status again. So it was really exciting. And then this year, for freshman cross-country season, like high school cross-country season, at state, I came in. This was a really big race for me because the year before, I had really struggled with fueling my body, like I had said. And I did extremely bad at the race. And there was a lot leading up to that. Um, I think I, well, it was like my bad. It wasn't like bad, but it was like, for me, it was bad. Um, so the next time I did it, I cut off like two minutes off my time and ran a 1756 for my sophomore season, um, of cross country. And I came in fourth place as, and I was the lowest, um, wait, uh, lowest, wait, first lower class in, <laughs> I was like, wait, words. Um, and yeah, I would say those are like my main, my main things that I have like my main highs, yeah. But and then mentally, I would say right now I'm at definitely a high mentally because I'm at the best physical and just mental state overall I've ever you know been in. And my That's low, good. yeah, definitely. Um, we could say quarantine definitely changed me as a person. That's good.
1: That's good. I love to hear that because yeah, I don't know. It's always good to like feel like you're in a in a high place. So
2: definitely. Um, my lows, there's been a lot of lows, (laughs) but you know, the low places are what make you get to your high places. So it's okay. Um, but I would say my biggest low is definitely my freshman cross country season. Um, I was running, um, fast. I got like, I broke seven, not broke 17. (laughs) that would be crazy. Um, <laughs> not <I> yet. Broke, <laughs> not yet. I broke 18 in the 5k within like my first few races, but you know, after that race, I definitely just neglected my body, probably the most I ever have. And, um, I could say I regret that, but I don't because I, it has taught me so much and it has taught me how important it is to like feel my body and take care of my body and just listen to myself. Um, at one point I was literally running as low as like 15 miles a week because my body couldn't keep up with, you know, the mileage. So I would say that was definitely my like low was freshman cross country season. And, um, after I had had my great race after like regionals, it just kind of went down from there. Like I went to foot locker, but it just, my body was, could not keep up with me any longer. So it was definitely just like, all right, Amber, I'm out, I'm done. And then after that, I really focused on just, you know, getting better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, what was kind of the turning point? Like, what made you decide that, like, okay, something needs to change?
2: Yeah, well, I always kind of knew, like, something wasn't right, but I kind of just ignored it, even though literally every single person, and I think that was a really hard part for me on social media, too, just because everybody notices things. Everybody sees things. Everybody comments things. They have their own opinions and, but they, they don't see the other side of things. And that's uh, obviously a really hard part about social media, yeah. and <laughs> especially with all the opinions. But I think the real turning point was my freshman year when I literally was running and I'm like, I don't think I can keep running. Like I really physically feel like I have to like, I'm just going to break down. And that's when I was like, okay, yeah, something needs to change. And it took a really long time and gradual ups and downs. And, um, I think recently was just my biggest shift. Um, I made a lot of new friends on social media that had been through the same things as me. And they kind of inspired me to like, you know, just go full force on it. And, that's kind of just like, it just turned from there. I was like, you know what, like, I would rather be strong than like weak and like fast and not just focusing on like what my body looks like and instead focusing on what like my body can do.
1: Definitely. And what are some like positive shifts that you've seen? um, Because you changed your like lifestyle and the amount you're eating what you're eating?
2: Yeah, so just a lot more energy, um, a lot more laughing, and a lot more just being myself. Like, I'm just not stressed all the time, and I feel like I finally, like, matured in what I look like, because I feel like I've always kind of looked, like, really kiddish, and I look a lot less kiddish now, which is a good thing, um, and just overall, just so much stronger.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's awesome. and. Yeah. I feel like for girls especially, like, high school is a big changing point in your body most of the time. Like, yes. you go through a lot of physical changes. I've been very candid about mine on the internet. I've yes. literally grew eight inches and gained 50 pounds in high school. And yeah. the less you stress about it, the better it is. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but it's
2: awesome. Help.
1: No, it, it doesn't. And trying to, like, I don't know. Trying to make it not happen is not doesn't help either. It doesn't work because your body is going to have to go through the changes anyway. So it's
2: going to happen. I don't know. Letting yeah.
1: your body do it and taking care of it and having a positive mindset behind it and realizing that it's completely normal. Yes, uh, even into college too. Like your body will change. Your body's just going to continue to change. Yeah, ultimately at the end of the day. And the less you fight it, the better it is. So. Yep. Um. So kind of wrapping up this episode. I think it's been really insightful, especially for the younger listeners, um, do you have like a mantra that you live by or a quote? I feel like, um, you, uh, <laughs> you would be someone that has like a lot of quote quotes up their alley, you know?
2: Yeah. So, um, one of my main things is to just be positive, And I know that sounds very just like simple and kind of dumb, but literally I feel like that has gotten me through absolutely everything is saying to be positive. And like every time something is going on and it seems terrible, bad, or just like nothing is ever going to go right again, I try and look for what like good can come out of that. And so when I say just be positive, that reminds me to just know that like whatever I'm in right in that moment is temporary and that I can be the change to you know, look at it in a positive light and to grow from the situation instead of dwelling on it or letting it bring me down and instead let it build me up.
1: Awesome. Yep. I think a lot of people can take something from that and uh, from this episode in general. So I appreciate you coming on and kind of sharing your story and yeah, just giving us a little rundown about who you are, what you stand for, uh, where I'm sure people want to follow you after this episode. So where can they follow you?
2: They can follow me at, at Amber Runs on Instagram, and then YouTube, you could just click the link in my bio, because I honestly, I think it's just Amber Scholes, like, I really don't even know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whenever people ask me what my YouTube is, I'm like, uh, my name? I don't know. I mean,
2: it's just, like, you know, Amber Scholes. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) I have a question for you. Um, Okay. This is really random, but, like, I have been thinking about it a lot, and, um... So I was watching your fruit tire video and you said bananas you said something about their ripeness and that you don't like them when they're like they're like super yellow or like super ripe and you like them when they're a little bit like more green like you know I wanted to ask you about this because I just think that is crazy and I know people like them like that but they just taste like paint like they literally taste like paint. Okay
1: <laughs> Okay, so, you know, I I like bananas in all forms, but for different purposes. For different purposes. And okay. I have very strong feelings about this, as in all of my tier list videos. Um, so, overripe bananas are only good for one thing, and that is for smoothies. Do not give me a banana with spots on it, like, to no. eat, because those are gross. They're Thank so mushy. So and, no, they're so mushy. Like, the peel doesn't even come off in one, like, little... Nice piece, and just it was <laughs> so stringy and mushy and way too sweet, and then kind of mealy almost. But then they're really good in smoothies because they make it all sweet. But I do agree with that. It, like with that. Yes. Okay. But then, if you if I was just to eat a eat like a straight up banana, yeah, it needs to have like that little green on the top because then oh. it's like it's oh. a chewier oh consistency, Ew. a little bit of it's more starchy, more filling, less I, mushy in the mouth. It's
2: paste, like Still I swear sweet.
1: it's just, like paste. <laughs> it's paste. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm not eating, I'm not eating green bananas from the store that you can't even peel. You have to like cut open. I'm, it's like, it's just a little bit of green on the top. Just sprinkle a little green in there and then it's perfect. Like even, I'll even, you know, munch on a banana that's all yellow, but without any spots. But once the spots are coming, yeah. oh, throw those bad boys in the freezer because yuck.
2: Dude, but they, they like with oatmeal. It's just like the 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 softness, and then like the softness and like creaminess of the oatmeal. It just like it mixes so well. And I know so many people are gonna disagree with me on this, but I'm I'm really passionate about that and about my hatred of okay, almond but butter. Like it's really disgusting.
1: Okay, I saw that on your Instagram story. How can you eat <laughs> almond butter? I'm so confused. Would you say it tastes like iron or something? I was like,
2: what? Yes. It okay. Literally, every single time I eat almond butter, I just, like, imagine myself eating, like, pennies. Like, it literally tastes, like, just, like, metal. It's, like, a metal-y taste. It's disgusting. Like, I just can't Look, ever... Do you like almonds? I no, I think they're disgusting. Like, with a yeah. passion, I don't like almonds. But, like, I mean, almond flour and stuff tastes okay. great, but... I don't know, like well, why? Would because almond pick? flour doesn't
1: even really taste like anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's why I like it. Like you just you can't tell you're eating almonds. But like I just don't understand why somebody would pick almond butter over like peanut butter. Like unless you're like allergic, but you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean I, I like almond butter. I think it tastes good. I do I think I like peanut butter better because it's just like a richer texture or a richer flavor. Yeah, it's
2: just like that. Just more
1: satisfying to me, especially yeah. in oatmeal. But I do like I don't really see the pennies point of view that you have on really? almond butter.
2: I've gotten like DMs saying like they agreed with me. So I know I'm not crazy. Just yeah, yeah.
1: You're just a little crazy, but you know what? Everyone has their own ideas. Obviously, I'm crazy because just look at any of my tearless videos. Yeah, everyone. Yeah,
2: we know that.
1: Yeah, everyone. Everyone (laughs) fights me on them. I'm like, sorry, I have amazing opinions. (laughs) Okay.
2: yo
1: awesome well thank you for asking me that question we needed a clarification yes. of course we really
2: did because it's been bothering me for quite a while now
1: glad we got an address on the podcast.
2: yes i'm glad to
1: all right well thank you again for joining us can we get a good old peace out fellas from you peace out fellas get swole Thank you guys for listening to today's episode of Commas Over Cobro I hope you enjoyed it. I had such a fun time talking to Amber. It's always good to get a new perspective with the younger generation because life is so different than when I was in high school. So it was great to talk to her and hear her about her experiences. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, it would mean a lot to me if you took the time to rate and review this podcast because it helps me out a lot. And I will hear from you guys in the next one. Peace out, fellas.